the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Crab Legs, the condition, not the food. My name is Aaron, here my personal pals, Brick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> call me from Ireland, old Irish Nico. Hi. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Thank you. Dave cannot be here today. Dave is uh, has crab legs, and so we wish him the best. <laughs> he's, he's investigating cheeses around the world. <laughs> he tried to tried to go home, and he went next door instead. <laughs> he scuttled because of his crab legs. Yeah, yeah, because right. he walked sideways. <laughs> he was jogging, got in an accident in New York because he yeah. was scuttling. It's because he was running on the road and not the sidewalk. <laughs> Uh, Gotta save yeah. those ancient knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's episode is. Or should we start over? <laughs> just go. Yeah, just go it's with fine. It. Great. This has been this has been in the works for a while. This episode, and it's something that's it's it's in the category, the genre of yak babies are mad, and we're mad about. Eggs <laughs> now, usually Easter eggs are intended to be fun. Uh, for instance, you find them and they're colorful in the yard. Or they're plastic and full of coins or candy. Or drugs. Or drugs. And then sometimes in art, an Easter egg is a reference that you would enjoy. And it's not meant to impact the plot, but just like if you catch it or pick up on it, then you feel delighted by having picked up on it. It's definitely a nerd thing because like, if you're a comic book dork and you watch a superhero movie, there's usually Easter eggs that you pick up on that are just for you. You're like, oh, great. I know, I know who fucking Galactus is, so I'm excited to see this reference to Galactus. But... It can go too far. Easter eggs can become annoying and tedious. And so we're going to discuss why, which ones we like, which ones we don't like, and sort of how that impacts us as readers. Now, Brick, this was your topic. So tell us uh, your Easter egg story. Yeah. So on what's probably a previous episode when we were talking about books we were reading, uh, I just read this book called The Salvage Crew, uh, which is a sci-fi book that I ended up liking you know, quite a bit. This was narrated by a robot, right? You said it was narrated by a robot? It was read by, yeah, narrated by a robot, read by Nathan Fillion, which is the distinction. But in a robot there. voice. <laughs> Damn no. it. And so the, but there's a, there's a few, there's a number of points in the book. Uh, more than, I think one, I would have groaned and moved on, maybe two, but there was four, five, six that I could even caught. And there's probably more that I, I didn't catch, which were, I don't know what else to describe besides Easter eggs or just like, like wall breaking references to things that had no bearing on anything besides they were probably just things that right. the author liked. So, you know, there's uh, there's an area of the planet they land on that they named Stardew Valley, which is a which is a, a video game. There's this point in history I, I talked about where this this ship was called Cuddy's Ark, like the like the liquor Cuddy Sark. There's another there's like part of their hat. They call it the Savage Garden. It's oh, just like God. it's constant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And it's just like, oh, like, why? What's the what is this? Why why are we doing it? Um and it was just annoying. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. the, the end. It it gives me the same reaction as when uh, a, a book or a story, uh, which we've talked about on an episode already, like drops the name of a song. Yes, right. Where it's just like, here's the author like winking at the reader, like assuming they're on the same 
the same like wavelength on whatever it is the fucking author's thinking about when they're writing that paragraph when they're just not they're never going to be right so it is frustrating and i'm sure there's readers out there that are like oh cool i like i like stardew valley so this is great like they they get me but i think it's just mm-hmm. dumb and annoying and it breaks it breaks mm. it for me you know i think there's i think in general the phrase easter egg is annoying but i think there's there's not it's you're able to put or an author's able or a movie producer or whatever else is able to put nods to other things in in works that i think work mm. really well and and are like mm. exciting but just referencing a thing you like that has nothing to do with anything is not it it's just those examples oh. are particularly uh, funny so to me why. because I mean, I haven't read the book or listened to it, so I guess I don't know. But it seems like those things aren't tied to the plot really in any way. Like those, those are three references at, at all. Yeah, that are totally disparate and don't feel thematic. Like Stardew Valley, Cuddy Sark, and uh, Savage Garden are just like weird things to reference. I'm willing to bet that they're just things the author likes, right? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. Like looking around your bedroom, being like, "Oh yeah, this reminds me of these three things" or whatever. They can sort of work as a reference there, but it, it feels almost inert. Like why? Like why? What's the point? Yeah, it almost feels like they're like placeholders that they're just like, oh, "I'll right. leave it." You know, like I think it's funny, and most people won't catch it, which is probably true. Like most people probably don't know what Stardew Valley is, but it, it's just like, why? Like why? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a key difference. So when you said like some people must like it and and I must confess they do enjoy them uh sometimes. For instance, I saw the most recent the 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 Batman movie, the Matt Reeves Batman movie that came out a couple about a month ago. And in one of the they're showing like a news broadcast and there's a scrolling, you know, like a whatever you call it, Chiron thing at the bottom, like a news strip. Yeah. And a bunch of the areas they referenced in Gotham were like Robinson Park and Grant Avenue and Adams, and the old names of notable people who worked on Batman comics, Alan Grant and Jerry Robbins who created the Joker and Robin and Neil Adams who drew pivotal Batman stories. And so seeing that, I'm always like, oh yeah, great. These names, names that I know that are associated with Batman and a Batman story. It's unobtrusive. It just sort of comes and goes. If you didn't know who Neil Adams was, you wouldn't think twice about the reference to Adam street. But if you do, you're like, oh cool. But then it's just like, that's on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's thematically tied to it in some ways, or like it's content wise. But even then, even in that situation where I do enjoy, I also in the back of my head think like, well, this wasn't necessary. Like it's nice, it's kind of fun, but it's also it's like, eh, this is just this is just for me or for those like me. And it's very light. Yeah, but I think that like that's how they should be, right? Yeah. Where it's like a little nod or an homage that, you know, it, it's sort of rewarding for a viewer or a fan to sort of get the thing. Yeah. But also to you know, there's there's certainly an element, which I'm sure this is true of the bad references in the book I was just talking about. There's certainly an element where like the author wants to like acknowledge something in their creation, right? And right. so to you know, to work in the names of your inspirations or like your predecessors on a IP or whatever. I like that. Right. Or if you're like, you know, if you, if like, if you're making video games and you put in like in a, in a tucked away area, uh, a name or a reference to another thing you made, that's just sort of like signing the back of the canvas. Mm. That's, that's like the, the kind of Easter eggs that at least I personally like appreciate. It's like, Oh yeah, here's like a fun little thing that's like hidden away. And it's like, drawing this connection and saying, hey, like, you know, thanks for playing both my mm-hmm. games or thanks for reading my books or whatever. The difference between that and naming a spaceship in your sci-fi book about a booze that you like is like, <laughs> yeah. it's just two separate things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's a couple, a couple 
pieces to that that make it mm. so kind of offensive. Like one one is just the fact that it's a book versus a movie. Whereas it, mm. like like if there's a street name in a movie the movie is not calling your attention to it. It's like, it's right. just put in the yeah. background. Whereas if there's yeah. like, st- we're landing in Stardew Valley and that's going to be part of the thing. It's like, okay, now, like, I have to know that. Like, you're, you, I have <laughs> to read those words. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to sneak yeah. it past me. Yeah. Right. right. So yeah. you're telling me that this is important enough for me to, to read. And, and then once you do read it, like, even if you get it, it's kind of, it doesn't make any sense. Like there's the, right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add to the, to the thing. Like, and it, it doesn't seem to have any clear reason to exist. It's just, it's just the writer being self-indulgent. Yeah. If I, if I see that, then I'm expecting, I'm primed to think like, Oh, more video game stuff. So I'm going to see like someone named Donkey Kong or whatever. And like, that's going to be part of this. Like, this is a story about the games or something like that. Yeah. It's not Then I'm like, Oh, why'd they, why'd I get that one then? And it's, uh, it's also like, they they have a chance to to source it. I I, I feel like it's less mm. obnoxious if it's sourced. And it's like like Aaron, you were talking about in uh, Coda that there's like an obscure record that the that the daughter listens to. Yeah, and that to me doesn't bother me that much because it's like for one thing, I guess I don't know what that record is, so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean anything to me. But also, it's sourced. It's like that's part of her character. So that's not like the writer saying like i like this record yeah. quite as much you know like that's right probably there is some degree to to that but they're also saying that this is a character who likes this record and also she's hearing and her parents are deaf and so it gives it a little extra you know a little extra interest to me yeah except that in this particular case like it's never followed up on like there's nothing right. there's so she lists so the shags are were like an outsider art they were like a, a family rock band from the '60s that the dad, like, got his daughters to play instruments, and they cannot sing or play instruments. And it's like it's atonal. It's it's wild. It's like really <laughs> gorgeous, insane outsider art. And listening to it is it's a wild. It's a it's it's great. It's worth listening to for sure. But it's very specific listening experience. You don't like casually listen to the shags just for like fun. And it just seems hard to to sell me on an 18 year old girl who loves the shags but doesn't isn't also into other weird shit. Like it's not like she's like into David Lynch movies or like, there's nothing. It just comes and goes. It's like, Oh, okay. So I guess she's in the shags, but then is she, right. like, I don't, it's, it's, it's one of those things where to me, that did feel more like the author being like, I know what would be cool. Drop in this reference to this arty uh, or weird band that you might not know. Right. And yeah, it could kind of come and go, but it was enough. It was specific enough for me to obsess over it for the rest of the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think that like doing the song in in uh, in a book is less of a crime than doing one of these Easter eggs because it's at least supposed mm. to be part of a character, whereas these Easter eggs are right. just self indulgence for the writer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If you're trying to characterize your character by making them a fan of johnny cash at least that's like trying to do yeah. something yeah versus... it's, it's lazy yeah. but it's not yeah, yeah. it's right. not right. self-indulgent in the same to the same extent yeah yeah totally nico do you have examples from your reading of easter eggs that yeah. throw you out of it or anything you can think of or specifically well i can think of one called uh ready player one which is 100 <laughs> 100% wall-to-wall Easter eggs. A novel composed of Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. 
but at least those <laughs> are sourced. Like, it's like, yep, this old rich guy really loved these things that I also happen to love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's a little different because I don't think he does it well, mm-hmm. but like also that's the point of it. Like the whole, like that's. But it is obno- in, it's a hundred percent Easter eggs. <laughs> the whole right. thing is just Easter it's obnoxious. Eggs. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. But yeah. I mean, it's also like right. a book about that, right? So it's still annoying, but it's not. Yeah, that's not a different kind of annoying than oh look, we crash landed. Let's Definitely name it Stardew Valley because the stars look dewy. Like, <laughs> that's not why that is. There's right? also a, a th- <laughs> like your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a thin line between. Uh, Easter eggs and just references, like yeah, I, like I really liked the the kind of era of sitcoms when we we got to be the same age as the people who were writing sitcoms, and so then all of the references mm-hmm. that like when you're growing up, you know, all of the references are from the '60s, and when the show is right. set in the '90s, and now all the references are to the '90s, and yeah, I can until Family Guy just fucking murdered. I, I don't I don't watch Family Guy anymore. I don't either because what family Family Guy I feel like Family Guy not only killed that themselves but then killed that for everyone like Family Guy is just references there's nothing that's all that show is is 22 minutes of references yeah. like con- constant yeah I mean I guess it's more like like I'm thinking of like the new girl episode where you know she's she makes a she does an Urkel impression you know it's like oh yeah right I, I was but that's like you know, yeah. that's a I remember that show. common culture language a pop culture language yeah. that becomes like reference points are good. Yeah. And they're like, they can be helpful for characterization. Certainly it can be lazy, but it can also be good too. And it's just like, it's a way to engage your audience and be like, yeah, if you know this, then this is something that we can sort of like, we can meet in the middle on. And yeah, but when it becomes yeah, either when it's too tossed off and there's no connection to the story or character at all, then it's like, ugh. um, or if it's the other way with, with too hammered when it's like, for instance, early work. <laughs> when, oh boy! <laughs> yeah. The author hammers the music references, and like he wants to make you feel like listening to Merle Haggard uh, as you prepare dinner with your friends in this like bungalow in Vermont, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is like supposed to be this important thing. You're know, like, I just don't. None of this is connecting with me at all, and it's making me actively dislike the characters. Mm-hmm. Not because I dislike yeah. Merle Haggard, but just because like this, you're making me think this is bad. It's forced. Yeah. 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 And it also, it's maybe because I, I guess I wonder if part of the reason why I react so poorly to that kind of stuff is I see the temptation in my own writing, right? I've certainly done it in stories I've written and could easily yeah. see continue to do that. And thankfully, I've developed critical judgment now that keeps me from doing those things. But yeah, it just seems so like I recognize I recognize the, the, the devil. It's <laughs> 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 so when others don't or don't fight the impulse i'm like no you should have stopped that you should have you should have hidden that away mm. from people and not shown it yeah just yeah. don't be self-indulgent like don't that just goes back to my number one rule don't waste my time like i don't i don't care about your bullshit if it's not <laughs> if it's not relevant and it's just a joke between you and your fucking self like don't don't make your reader read it yeah right right or hide it better so that we don't even notice it one or the other. Yeah, or make it so essential that it that it becomes part of how we understand the work in some way, which is extremely yeah. difficult, I think. And people who pull it off, like I think yeah. Vonnegut does that pretty well. Although his Easter eggs are more kind of like his own internal universe stuff, right? Like the Kilgore Trout. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure yeah, those are Easter Yeah, more like eggs connected. Anymore. Yeah. They're just like weird there's, yeah. there's actually a weird case with 
Brandon Sanderson that I just thought of that's like that's a little bit between like Vonnegut and these kind of Easter eggs where he he wrote like a couple of big series and then now he's writing this 10 book series and more and more of it is is references to books outside of the 10 book series so like a, a character will be will be a character from a different series and I find that extremely irritating Extremely. From the same fictional world, yeah. or from like totally well. So books? his entire his all of his books are in the same world. That's like the Brandon Sanderson verse oh, okay. called the Cosmere. I hate, uh, I hate it. And, I hate it. And it's like I one of those one time. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fucking multiverse bullshit. Guess yeah. what, guys? Again, multiverse ruins everything. That's kind of why I stopped reading those books. Is because I was like, I don't, I, I'm not in it for a reference to a book that you wrote 15 years ago. That's a completely different universe. And the only way that anybody would know is if they knew that like, oh, this guy wears such and such a cloak or whatever. And then that's that's the guy. It's like, ugh, this is too much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We want to encourage all of the listeners to get regular Cosmere. <laughs> like it's, it's important to, to schedule those appointments. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I, I do think that reading, growing up reading comics trains you for that in mm-hmm. some ways because you – are primed for Thor's in this comic. You're like, wow, Thor's not using this comic. Why is he here? And then Thor comes in and is like, oh, stop, stopping by, decide to smash you in the face. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And as a superhero, Thor especially, that's like, oh, great. Part of the pleasure of superhero universes is when that shit happens. And that's why, you know, even though it's it's getting increasingly complicated, I do like things that the Marvel Cinematic Universe I like is that it's getting to the point now where like characters like stop in like Doctor Strange was a big part of the Spider-Man movie most recent one I was like yeah this rules like this is great Mm -hmm. they're finally just like hanging out and doing shit but yeah it can be overwhelming and it does I feel like those aren't really Easter eggs though those are like points of reference right so or points of connection you know where they're like trying to tie the threads together with the multiverse stuff which is annoying but but there's there is a point at which it dips it crosses the line and it goes into easter eggs like when it's not when it's you know not just uh setting up a crossover or whatever and it's not just like because i i don't mind reusing characters and like have knowing characters and having somebody that would otherwise be a new kind of throwaway character be somebody that i i've known before but it would be like if if uh if the latest marvel movie had like a, a lawyer from a, a John Grisham movie because the director had directed that movie and be like, what the fuck right. are you doing? Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Like doc, Dr. Strange showing up after the credits isn't an Easter egg. It's a, it's a fun yeah. connection thing. Whereas like Stan Lee playing a different actor in each movie, like that's an Easter egg, right? That's a thing that's hidden. Like it became, yeah. that's the one that's hidden on the lawn for the one year old to find, but it's still like, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the, it's not, it's not hidden anymore. Cause everyone knows. But at first it was like, Oh, Hey, who's that old guy in the movies? Like tell your mom when she takes you to, to the movie, like that's the guy that, that made Spider-Man in the sixties or whatever. Right. Like that's, that's the kind of thing that I think, when, when it works well, right, is that it's just like a yeah. little nod hidden somewhere that doesn't matter, you know, and versus we're like, oh, this is the foreshadowing for six movies from now. I, I mean, I guess it is, but it, it, it feels different to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not indulgent in the same way that we're talking about the indulgence of like your inside joke or your music right. reference. It's because it like it's tied to the those the, that's the world, the characters and the thing that it came from, like 
when I think of a lot, when I think of these kind of like references is in the first Captain America movie, there's a part where you see the original Human Torch, who was an android in a tube. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. That's Jim Hammond. Uh, if you know that, that's great. If you don't, doesn't matter at all. Like has no impact on <laughs> right. you. Just like pass by it. It's like, there's a guy in a tube in the background. I have no idea. Moving on. Yeah. Sometimes guys are in tubes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a advertiser right yeah right. guys, guys and tubes, tubes. <laughs> but yeah it's not it's not going to hopefully it wouldn't pull yeah. you out of it uh the way that that a sort of the stardew valley example would um yeah but then I, sometimes i wonder sometimes i wonder and, and i i can feel like this is probably a more personal problem i can feel guilty sometimes watching those movies when i see the reference be like ah i get that but like i wonder who doesn't and like are they bummed out by this and then like later on someone that's like hey why did that character do that and you're like oh well yeah did this one comic this one guy did this one thing and it's like i was watching a, a batman versus superman on tv with my dad one time when i was home and they're and they're fighting doomsday and my dad was like who is this guy and like is he in the comics and i was like, yeah do you really want to know and he was like no and i was like great yeah <laughs> let's move on yeah <laughs> like, i can tell you but i don't think you really want me to tell you yeah i was gonna say it it reminds me of D- that reminds me of dc storytelling when it's like yeah. somebody's like ins- when they don't do it right <laughs> and it's like it was like when we watched uh J- justice league was it the Snyder cut? The Snyder cut with the Martian yeah, where, guy? where we yeah. kept having to say to Aaron, like, what happened there? And he would be like, well, <laughs> there's a there's a whole thing. And like in the next thing, Batman is actually from the future and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whereas like in Marvel, I feel like the ones that you don't get, it doesn't matter if you don't get them. You're, you're going to get enough Usually, yeah. to stay to stay in the loop, you know? And like, yeah. you don't need to know that like, this the guy in the tube but you do need to know who captain america is and they like do a good right. job of doing that whereas dc it's like right. who the fuck is that i don't know why why is he why is he becoming uh this why is he becoming lois lane like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah the alien experience of having a character dropped on you who can do these things. You're like, I don't know what's going on here or why this matters, why it's important. Right. And then even worse, it didn't matter. That was, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the, the, the punchline is that <laughs> you just like you're an like, accidental red hair. Matter? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I felt about the, the shags thing in Coda was like, the other thing I was like, Oh, it didn't matter. Like it, yeah, it didn't, they could have let that reference go and it wouldn't have changed anything about the story or the characters at all. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like, then why, why? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that, uh, garden state movie where oh yeah they they make her liking the shins like her entire personality <laughs> yes like, God, that movie is riddled with that shit. <laughs> yeah i hate that movie yeah that's a weird movie because I when, I when i saw it when i first came out i was like this is so good and then it was like it kind of had phantom menace syndrome where i saw phantom menace i was mm-hmm. like oh my god phantom menace rules and the next time i saw it i was like oh no like what had happened like <laughs> It's like you had to watch it once just to yeah. see it for the what it really is the second time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why. I was hyped for that movie so much. Did I ever tell you guys my uh, Beautiful Girls theory? That it was Garden State is a remake no. of Beautiful Girls. Beautiful Girls was a movie that came – I think it's called Beautiful Girls. That right. came out yeah. like 10 years mm-hmm. earlier and yeah. it's about a guy who – uh, his mom dies. He goes back to his small town. He doesn't fit in. He's trying to find. He meets a neighbor uh, that he has a weird relationship. Who is Natalie Portman in both movies? And oh, really? Yeah. And in the first one, wow. she's like thirteen, and it's weird. 
And in the second one, she's like 23 and they just fall in love. And it's like less interesting, <laughs> but also that's less creepy. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. I, I never seen a beautiful girl. So I didn't know that. that's fascinating. I think you're totally right. That makes total sense. But the, the plot is like surprisingly similar and it's hilarious. Or just a really good hilarious that it's Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is an <laughs> yeah, the whole movie is an Easter egg for beautiful girls fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, shit. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it is. Wiki. Okay, yeah. Who uh, directed that? Ted Demi, apparently. I'm looking uh, it up. Yeah. Wow. It's T- it's Timothy Hutton, I think, is the is the guy who was in it. Okay. Yeah. No, I was right. It's beautiful girls. Yeah, gotta confirm. Gotta confirm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Check your sources. So, in final thought, we're saying, the Yak Babies say, don't do this. We're saying... Don't hide your Easter yeah. eggs on the lawn, because that's not an Easter egg hunt. That's a baby wow. time yeah, okay. pickup game. Yes. No baby time pickup games. Not in your fucking Unless you're writing a picture book for babies, in which case, hey, maybe a picture book about... Easter eggs. Yeah, you can reference Stardew Valley all yeah. the fuck you want. Those in, fucking in, idiots in, won't understand it. Babies. They're not going to get that reference. <laughs> yeah, the babies. The dumbest people around. <laughs> uh, well, listeners, tell us uh, about your Easter eggs. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Have you found any recently, either in your yard or in your literature? Tell us on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yappy's podcast podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us those thoughts. That's also cool. If you want more Yak Babies, you can get it at patreon.com slash yakbabies. For $1 a month, we have a whole separate bonus podcast there. Really, it, it is like a thriving second like it's it's multiverse that's our multiverse is on patreon and there's tons of stuff there that we're cutting out episodes jokes and weird tangents and asides and there's bro to bro conversations and games and a whole separate podcast called 101 ghost jokes ranked where we ranked ghost jokes to see which one was the funniest and lost our minds man there's tons of stuff there and it's worth that dollar and then tinyurl.com slash jack babies where you can get our merch there's t-shirts books posters and mugs and stuff. And did I say books? There's not books there. There might be actually. I don't know. I did, I did say books. <laughs> so get that all. Uh, those are those are great and, and really fun. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.